the New York Islanders suffer another third period collapse and fall to the New Jersey Devils 5-4. We'll break it all down for you, including what went wrong. We'll talk about Mike Riley's debut, and we've got our weekly farm report. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. We have got a lot to get to, and it isn't pretty, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, Send us an email at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long. And I am live tweeting during almost every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. And it's great to talk Isles hockey with you, game time or anytime. So uh, please do reach out. The Islanders' loss in New Jersey on Tuesday night made me think of the movie Network. Because it is not difficult to envision Islander fans basically going with the same thing that the main character in that film said, go to your window and scream, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And boy, oh boy, Islander fans are frustrated after watching yet another third period collapse by this team. And look, friend of the show, Kevin, how many goals do you think the Islanders have to be up in the third period to get a point? Uh, yeah, uh, apparently the answer is more than two. Because once again, a 4-2 to two third period lead becomes a defeat. And boy, oh boy, uh, was this 
just ugly from a New York Islanders perspective. And, you know, the thing is this. This is a veteran team. None of the players on this team right now, with the possible exception of Grant Hutton, can be considered inexperienced players. All of the players in the lineup tonight, maybe you could say that about Oliver Wallstrom, but probably not. I mean, what is this, his third or fourth NHL season? There is no excuse for the New York Islanders losing this many games in the third period. There just isn't. And you could say what you want about the way this team played for the first 40 minutes, and you could talk about, you know, the better power play, Bo Horvat's goal coming on the power play. It was great to see J.G. Pajot get off the schneid and get the monkey off his back and actually score here in game, what, 21? His first goal of the season, and I only hope he gets on track. You could talk about, wow, Matthew Barzal did some really nice things in this game. He had a goal and two assists, and wow, you know, did some electric things with the puck at least through 40 minutes. Noah Dobson, five block shots and two assists in this game. There were nice things to see. But, memo to the New York Islanders, and an older, experienced team like this doesn't need this memo, but this team apparently does. NHL games are 60, sometimes more, but a minimum of 60 minutes long. And if you let up against almost any NHL team worth a darn, they are going to come back and make your life difficult. Well, the New Jersey Devils are not a, a bad team. They've struggled with injuries and inconsistency this year. But, you know, they were expected to make the playoffs. You take a 4-2 lead on the road against this team. And you have to be able to finish that off. And again, it's the same old story where we see this team stop skating, making really bad passes, uh, turning the puck over, and just taking stupid penalties. You look at the third period. The Islanders enter the third period up 4-2. to two, And Jack Hughes scores a goal to make it 4-3. to three. And then Jesper Bratt is called for a blatant interference penalty on Scott Mayfield. So the Islanders have a one-goal lead and a chance to get back to two-goal lead with this power play. What happens? 
Matthew Barzal, hooking, comes off the ice. 30, uh, 21 seconds later, Simon Holmstrom, tripping. Now it's not just four on four, it's five on four, then it's, uh, four, excuse me, four on three, then it's going to be five on three. The Islanders give up a goal, and the game is tied. Again, you get a power play chance when Brendan Smith is called for tripping, and yet you give up better scoring chances than you create for most of that power play, and you end up losing the game on another sloppy play. And look, I could sit there, I could call out so many different players for making mistakes, Barzal turning the puck over way too often. Uh, Noah Dobson had two giveaways. Scott Mayfield won. Mike Riley unofficially he didn't have officially he didn't have a, a, a giveaway, but boy did he turn the puck over in the neutral zone that led to one of the Devils' early goals. You can't, you cannot play that sloppily this team I, I don't know whether they're too old I don't think that's necessarily the case I don't know whether they're just undisciplined whether they're too comfortable or whether the team is not motivated or whether there's, there's a problem with the coaching but this team this veteran team this team that you know has been to the playoffs in four of the last five seasons and made two trips to the conference finals, this team can't hold a lead. And until they figure it out, they're not going anywhere. This is a four-point swing in the third period. You win that game in regulation, and you pick up four-point difference than what ended up happening when you lose in regulation. And you know what? I don't blame Ilya Sorokin for any of this. But boy, oh boy, this team cannot get out of its own way. The toughest opponent the New York Islanders have faced all season is the New York Islanders. And if that doesn't change... It's going to be a long rest of the season for this team, and they are not going to make the playoffs. Look, we'll have our hero and our goat of the game. We will discuss the debut of Mike Riley, and we've got all that and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors Passion. Drive and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Mike Riley made his debut for the New York Islanders. And the results were mixed. We talked about that giveaway. That was ugly. He was a minus two in this game, as was Ryan Pollock. He had three shots on goal in just 10 minutes and 42 seconds of ice time. Uh, One hit, one block shot. But, you know, he showed some promise. I liked what I saw from him on the second power play unit. But overall, uh, the team just didn't get it done. And I I think Riley can be okay in this role. But, boy, uh, still got to adjust to the system. The biggest asset I saw in Mike Riley is he's pretty good at making that transition from the defensive zone to the neutral zone. And he keeps it simple. He gets the puck out. That is something the Islanders need to work on. I am perfectly willing to give Mike Riley a little more time to adjust, only because, look, this Islanders defensive system is precision. It requires a you know a very specific positioning uh, defensively, and he'll need to adjust and learn to the system. Hope it happens soon. Grant Hutton got the start over Samuel Bolduc, but then they only played Grant Hutton for 7 minutes, 21 seconds. He was a plus one, had two hits. So Hutton did his job, more or less. Uh, got to talk about Anders Lee. They moved him up to the top line. He had an assist in this game, one hit. The biggest thing that Lee did was... Uh, Drop the gloves. And while that's not typically what Anders Lee does, Matt Martin activated off the injured reserve, but not uh, in the lineup. Julian Gauthier played again. And he drops the gloves with Brendan Smith after Smith gives a hit to Ryan Pollock. And look, there's no Matt Martin. There is no... uh, Obviously, no Ross Johnston. Anders Lee saw what happened, and he stuck up for his teammate. I respect him for that. Boy, was he not a good fighter. Smith really got the best of him, bloody face. But at least Anders Lee was there for his teammate, and I give him credit for that. Uh, And boy, I I felt good for J.G. Pajot to see him finally get that goal. The goal that he needed. Uh, hopefully this is the start of more production from J.G. Pajot. But uh, he's got to feel so much better finally getting off the schneid. But you know what? It wasn't acceptable. And, you know, when the Islanders had the 4-2 to lead early in the third period, according to Yahoo Sports... They had an 89.5% chance of winning the game. Guess what? 
They blew it. And this team is frustrating to watch right now because they're losing games that they're supposed to win. And it is just, just so frustrating. Uh, one more uh, email to discuss. This one is from Mike in North Carolina, friend of the show. Hello, Gil. Maybe Matthew Barzal needs to be benched. He's taken a lot of hooking penalties this season. Tonight was awful. I vote Barzal as the GOAT for tonight's game. Mike, uh, uh, there are so many candidates who could be <clears throat> the GOAT of this game. Um, Barzy, you know, it's hard to make him the GOAT when he had a goal and two assists. But that penalty was very costly, and, you know, it was frustrating. I hear your vote. I'm giving the whole darn team the goat of the game for this third period collapse. To me, it, it is, uh, so Barzy is part of it, but I think as a whole, this team needs to figure things out, and they need to figure it out in a hurry, because, you know what? If you're not as good as the other team, I can handle that, but you can't keep beating yourself, especially when you got two of your top defensemen out and you've got this game in hand. As far as the hero of the game, I'm going with Noah Dobson, I guess. No, you know, no. You know, Dauber is a good choice, but I am going to go with J.G. Pajot. For getting off the schneid, he needed it. I give him credit. To me, it's Pajot. Although, again, uh, Dauber would be a close second in this game. But <clears throat> too many goats, not enough heroes. Clearly an issue for the New York Islanders in this game and in this season. And third period. Third period. I, I, I just can't handle this much repetition of third period failure. And again, when it comes to Lane Lambert, he may not be the ultimate cause of this problem, but he doesn't have an answer for it. And he's got to do something. Why didn't he call that timeout after the third goal by the Devils in the in the third period. Jack U scores five minutes into the period. Why didn't they call a timeout and steady the ship? They did not. Uh, and the other thing is this, and this bugs me. Devils change goalies midway through the game, 33 minutes in after the Islanders score their fourth and final goal. Vitek Vanacek out, Akira Schmid in. Islanders only get nine shots on goal in the last 27 minutes of this game. And Akira Schmidt stops them all. They had 18 shots in the first 33 minutes, only nine in the last 27. You talk about taking your foot off the gas. That is the definition of taking your foot off the gas. And that includes a couple of power play chances. This team has to get out of its own way, has to overcome its flaws. And, you know, 
again, I, every day, as you know, I've been talking about this all year, all offseason. The reason this team takes those penalties is because they're not as fast and not as skilled as their opponents. They're not in position. They get lazy. They stop moving their feet. And then it's the hooks, the holds, the trips, the interference, because you're out of position and you panic and you make a bad play. It's got to change, and it's got to change now, or this team is going to be in big, big trouble. All right, we have got more to get to on today's show. We'll have our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders. And then uh, we have a player who was with the Islanders, a winger in the late 80s for parts of three seasons with one of the most uh, unusual names uh, of any Islander player. So let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got all that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got last-minute deals, all-in prices, and their best price guarantee, so Game Time takes the guesswork out of tickets. And my favorite feature on Game Time is that you can go on the app and see the view from your seat before you purchase so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute tickets, and they've got flash deals and sponsored deals so you can get some really great last minute deals take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nhl for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem code l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-n-h-l for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, and yes, that includes the NHL. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Time for our weekly farm report where we talk about all things Bridgeport Islanders. And I wish I could say that talking about the Bridgeport Islanders would give me a lot of hope. They're struggling as well. A last week, three games, a Wednesday game before Thanksgiving, and then two games over the weekend. And unfortunately, the Islanders go one and two. The Wednesday game, a 4-2 4-2 loss to the Springfield Thunderbirds. Otto Koivula and Jeff Kubiak, the goal scorers for Bridgeport. Jakub Skerek, uh 29 saves in a losing effort. Then over the weekend, a 2-1 loss to the Providence Bruins at the total mortgage arena. Carson Kuhlman. The only goal, that was a power play goal. Skerek, again, the goalie, he had 30 saves but did not get the win. Finally, on Sunday, the Islanders 
get a win, a 4-2 victory over the Belleville Senators. Travis Mitchell got his first professional goal. Ruslan Ishkakov a goal and an assist. Ken Appleby, 25 saves to earn the win. Islanders with one of their better games. 41-27 were the shots on goal. And that is certainly encouraging, to say the least. Unfortunately, if you look at the standings, Bridgeport still in 8th or last place in the Atlantic Division with their 6-11-1 record. They have 13 points, which puts them 6 points behind the 7th place Providence Bruins, although the Islanders do have a game in hand. Uh, right now, Ishkakov continues to lead the team. He has 6 goals and 15 points. Both of those lead the way. Dennis Chalowski has 11 points, 1 goal and 10 assists. After that, it's uh, Samuel Asselin and Kyle McLean with 4 goals each. Brian Pinho, 3 goals, 9 points. Tanner Fritz, a goal and 7 points. Matthew Maggio in 17 games, just 3 goals and 6 points. That's not getting it done. Meanwhile, William Dufour in 9 games, 1 goal and 3 points. So those two prospects continue to struggle. As far as the goalies are concerned, Ken Appleby playing better than Jakob Skerek right now. Appleby at 2.51 goals against average and a 9.11 save percentage. Skerek a 3.04 goals against and an 8.93 save percentage. This week's schedule for Bridgeport, a home-and-home home Friday in Providence against the Providence Bruins Saturday at home against the Providence Bruins. Both games a 7 o'clock start. And hopefully, hopefully, the Islanders can sweep that weekend series and then they would be right behind Providence in the standings. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, this one's a difficult one. Let's see if anybody guessed it. Uh, to Basically, today is the 50. 50- Eighth birthday of former Islanders winger Ari Haanpa'a, the native of Nokia, Finland, drafted by the Isles in the fourth round back in 1984 and came to North America for the 85-86 season, played 18 games with the Isles that year, had seven assists, had six goals and 10 points the following year in 41 games, and then only played one game with the New York Islanders in 87-88, spent the rest of the season in the AHL, and then headed back to Finland, played a year in Austria and a year in Germany before hanging up his skates. 60 career NHL games, all with the Isles, 6 goals, 17 points, 37 penalty minutes, and he played in 6 games in the playoffs with the Isles in 1987. No points, 10 penalty minutes. Uh, at 6'1", 185, Haanpa'a had pretty good size. We look at one of his better games with the Isles, March 10th, 1987, at the Old Igloo in Pittsburgh. Islanders going with Kelly Rudy in goal. Gilles Malash, the netminder for the Penguins. And in this game, Ari Haanpa'a has a goal and an assist. He's a plus one, had two shots. And his goal was the game winner as the Islanders down the Penguins 6-3. His assist came in the first period. It tied the game at 1. 
Trachier, the other assist, but Miko Makala had the goal. And then his goal early in the third period, Mike Bossy and Randy Boyd with the assist. So a two-point night for Ari Haanpa'a. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, we wish him all the best. Want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Everydayers, tomorrow on the show, we will preview the Islanders game on Thursday in Carolina. That's a 7.30 Eastern start. Game's only on ESPN+, Plus, so don't forget about that. Uh, and, of course, hopefully we'll have some more updates on the lineup and on what this team can do to get out of this third period funk. It's getting scary and ugly out there for the New York Islanders and their fans. Until then, hang in there, everybody. Have a great day. And of course, let's go Islanders.